episode of Isaiah's New Stand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August 28th, 2022. Hopefully you're having a good one. Um, so far for me on this lovely Sunday, it's been pretty relaxed, pretty chill, having a good day, having a good time. Let's see, food corner-wise, not much to update you on. I did go to Jimmy John's and I got the Johnny's uh, Cuban, Cubano, whatever it is. Uh, I got that with peppers. It was pretty good. Also got a pickle sliced in four. Sadly, my cookie, my oatmeal raisin cookie was stale. But, you know, hey, we live, we we eat. (laughs) It is what it is. And I got some barbecue chips because they didn't have the jalapeno chips. Hopefully they're not discontinued. That'd be whack. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, I got a quick taste corner for you. I'm going to try this new drink I got from Kroger. It is a Starbucks iced espresso um, pumpkin spice latte. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a little sippy sippy. Okay. It's giving. It's giving pumpkin spice. Yes, yes, yes. It passes the marks. Uh, Definitely not as good as, you know, going to actual Starbucks and getting it. And I definitely prefer my my lattes hot. Yeah, but I'm fine with it. It passes. Let's see. We can get into some news. No need to dilly-dally shilly-shally any further. Sadly, this is not super great news. And also, just want to preference this, you know, with, uh, you know, I guess trigger warning, you know, rape, sexual assault. Uh, if you want to skip ahead, you know, a few minutes, totally get that. But I uh, got this from USA Today. Also, it's sports news, so I guess trigger warning for that, maybe. But um, Bills release rookie punter Matt Ariza following rape accusation. So this uh, comes from... I, I, this is pretty much breaking news. I got this info like what Saturday kind of came into my news feed, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I guess I'm gonna talk about this uh, once again. You know, it's definitely not never easy to talk about this kind of stuff, but um, you know, I, I definitely feel like with the Deshaun Watson thing, and then this, also how it's being handled, even just in the initial, you can kind of see the difference. And I kind of want to maybe like talk about that a little bit, but. Um, Let's see. The Buffalo Bills released rookie punter Matt Areza two days after he was accused in a civil lawsuit of raping a 17-year-old girl. This is uh, the team announced on Saturday. Let's see. The general manager, Brandon Bean, uh, said at a press conference on Saturday, The first 48 hours have been very difficult for a lot of people. It's been very tough. We sympathize with this whole situation, all parties and all the parties involved. This young woman, what she went through. Uh, You really feel bad for the whole situation. Ultimately, this is a legal situation. We don't know all the facts. That's what makes this hard. But at this time, we just think it's the best move for everyone to move on from Matt and let him take care of the situation and focus on that. So we're going to part ways there. Uh, Essentially they didn't really want to hold on to this guy they didn't want to like linger on this they made an immediate move and got rid of him and like i said you can definitely just see the difference in action here like sure with the watson thing they suspended him for 11 games um you know that's a that's a chunk of his money gone for sure but 
they, they didn't cut him. They didn't fire him. Essentially, he was set up for this ironclad contract, and he's going to make sure he's going to get the majority of that money for it. Um, he's also still going to get to play. So it, it, I feel like that's just a level of importance and things of that nature. I mean, maybe some might say, quote-unquote, severity, but I think sexual assault is sexual assault. So, you know, definitely weird, a little bit strange to see that, but it's weird how these can kind of all be appraised out, even though you would think that this should just be black and white kind of business. Uh, let's see here. Um, there was a quote um, from the lawyer, uh, Arise's lawyer, that I wanted to get into. Let's see. No, that's too far down. Let me scroll up. Um, da, da, da. Um, I guess, yeah, we can go through a little bit about what had happened. Essentially, this takes place in October 2021. It was a off high school campus, or I guess off campus period, because, I mean, he was a part of San Diego State. The girl is a 17-year-old high schooler at the time, senior, and, you know, she goes to this party. Matt gives her a drink, and um, she says that, like, not only was it, like, it seemed like there was, like, you know, intoxicating substances in there, which I feel like that infers that there's more than just alcohol, um, but, you know, not quite sure there, but I guess essentially then it leads to him asking for oral sex and then after that he there's then I guess like they have sex there and then he takes her back to his room or a room and his teammates are there and she's in there for 90 minutes you know being assaulted and then after that she leaves you know bloodied bruised and you know that's more or less the accusation in the civil lawsuit that, you know, nothing was done, she wasn't helped, like, all this shit happened to her, and, you know, nothing was done after that, so, let's see, there's a quote from Reza's lawyer, let's see, uh, Carrie Armstrong is his lawyer's name, sorry, uh, Matt is very disappointed that his career with the Bills ended not because he played poorly, but because of false accusations leveled against him by a young lady and her attorney. I hope he is back in the NFL soon. He deserves to be, as he is the hardest-working 21-year-old I know. Then Dan Gillian, the teen's attorney, um, criticized um, Armstrong in you know a statement released to the USA Today as well. Uh, Mr. Reza's legal counsel had the audacity to go on a despicable, brainless TV tour to defame my client as a shakedown artist and money grabber. Think about that. Mr. Reza's legal agent knew that a 17-year-old girl had left a room where Matt Areza was also present, covered in blood and bruises, and crying that she had been raped. Yet he stooped so low that he was willing to label that 17-year-old girl an opportunistic grifter. This was utterly inhumane and stunningly foolish. So, I, I definitely you know, can understand where the indignation is coming from there. It's definitely really grimy to know that, like, you know, the defense for, you know, Ariza is to, like, just go on a smear campaign. Um, we'll definitely, though, see how this shakes out. Um, you know, anything I can pick up and gather, glean, 
I will definitely report. I highly doubt that we're going to see this guy probably playing anytime soon or ever again. Once again, this is like special team stuff. That's not really a big deal when it comes to fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every position is important, blah, blah, blah. But just like this isn't something that they're willing to live and die for. They can already probably replace this guy with some second stream person and make it all work. They can get another guy, you know, again in the future, whatever. So they're going to move on from this probably totally fine, what have you. But just definitely a foul thing, fucked up thing. And, um, you know, hopefully the girl in the story gets some justice, at least if even if it is just like a financial thing. Um, but speaking of financial things... Uh, got this from ABC News. Uh, Moderna to sue BioNTech Pfizer over COVID vaccine. So, essentially, this stems from, like, infringement on patents that Moderna filed between 2010 and 2016. Uh, the mRNA technology, essentially, is vital for the COVID vaccine. And they're saying, like, hey, you guys copied it. And we didn't want to get on you guys about it at the time because there was a whole ass pandemic. But now that we are moving phases, we are shifting phases now, we want to make sure that we are getting our due. And they had no problem with, you know, distributing it to like middle and lower income countries. Uh, They say like what, middle and third world uh, countries. But I guess essentially when it came to like the West and more well-off affluent countries, they're like, hold up now. You know, we thought that you guys were going to, you know, move in good faith and not try to make money off of this. But instead, you guys are. And, you know, that's where we're going to say no, no, no. And that's more or less a long short of it, I feel. Maybe I didn't exactly get it with the best jargon terminology, but I feel like that's that's the news there. <laughs> um, now, in some other news, still sticking with a- ABC. Um, I got an update on Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi. Now, granted, I mean, this is definitely kind of raggy. It's not like it's really relevant news to anything like that. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to get into, I I definitely feel like there's a double standard here where, you know, the richer, better half, the 1% of the world get treated just so differently. Um, And maybe you can get into it because of his age or what have you. But here's the title. Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, pleads guilty to DUI. So, he pled guilty. Essentially, you know, big compromise here. Um, But based on his plea guilty, the second charge, uh, driving with a .08 blood alcohol level or higher causing injury was dismissed. So, I think he was scheduled to have five days of jail time. But essentially, he served two of it already, I guess, when he was arrested. And then they credit him for two more. And then he can serve um, some, like a court work program. And that'll cover him for his fifth day. So he's not doing any more jail time. And I get it. He's 82 years old. Um, I don't see, let's see, paying, yeah, victim restitution in the court fines. I imagine he's paying some money. Then there's a three-month DUI program, um, and three, um, and completing three years of probation. So I mean, I guess it's semi pretty standard, but I mean, it's pretty light work. I guess at the end of the day, um, I don't know if they would have given good behavior out to like the average bear. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. 
but I guess that's more or less the uh, period on this. Uh, <laughs> definitely wildin', you know, driving around, uh, you know, lit. I mean, he was he was point oh eight two, which is you know pretty high. You you you, you nippered, especially in your eighties, like whoo, you in the wind. But uh, I guess just wanted to update that, talk about that a little bit. Um, is it bad? I mean, I feel like it's bad to call it good news. People getting theirs a little bit, but at the same time, you know, hey, it's not like it's that much of a sting for him. So, like I said, that's why it's kind of like gossipy rag news to me, but this is the kind of gossipy rag news I feel like I can talk about on here. So, here we are. Um, in some other news, another thing I'm going to call as good news. I got this from the Texas, Texas, the Tejas Tribune. Um... Uvalde School Board fires Chief Pete Eredondo over shooting response after he calls vote a public lynching. Love that, love that, love that title. <laughs> Eredondo, man, this guy's a piece of fucking shit. I'm sorry, what a fucking coward. Uh, but the school board agreed Wednesday to fire Eredondo. Uh, the school district uh, police chief broadly criticized for his response, the deadliest school shooting in Texas history. Um, you know, we've, like I said, we've covered this decent amount. You know, 21 people, 19 students, two teachers. Now, he's been widely criticized because he was the man on the scene. He was supposed to be the guy in charge. Literally, that's how it's written in the protocol. But he comes through, doesn't even have his radio on, he essentially is asking for assistance and not and not asserting command, and this lack of command fucks up the whole chain. And people are literally sitting there at the door, could open it, do something here, potentially save lives. No, nothing. Sorry, this man froze and then wanted to pass the buck around, just like a lot of these motherfuckers did. But don't get me wrong, by the book, the way it's set up here, like for how you guys are supposed to approach the situation. You're the man in charge. It's what you're supposed to be fucking doing. That's why you're the goddamn chief. And he just didn't rise to the occasion. And he's been hiding a lot of the time from public. Um, now, granted, he said in uh, a statement that a lot of this has to do with death threats and things of that nature. Well, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, Pete. Oh, no. It's so scary out there, isn't it? Yeah, it fucking is. But you're a cop. And uh, you're supposed to assert and lead and do some shit and be brave how do you want to keep this job brother i don't i don't understand <laughs> i really fucking don't um so to me this is just fucking desserts i uh like i said he he's been talking a lot through his fucking attorney um and i got the quote here from mr george e hyde um chief Arredondo will not participate in his own illegal and unconstitutional public lynching and respectfully request the board immediately reinstate him with all back pay and benefits and close the complaint as unfounded ballsy 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 for Arredondo to let his lawyer come up with this fucking thing i assume he did and ballsy for this guy to say yeah this is the move we're gonna shoot the moon and say fuck you pay me <laughs> um i i think that's fucking wild um, obviously a lot of people are upset, including family members, relatives, you know, people who were in, related to the shooting victims. Uh, they've come out and, you know, they've been chanting coward and no justice, no peace. Uh, and, and, and people just want 
they just want some sense of justice. Like, yes, the the shooter is the person who did this fuck up shit for sure, for fucking sure. And you know, I'm glad that at least someone stepped up that day and fucking ended it. Uh, I guess the border patrol, yeah, was the ones who actually wound up doing something. But uh, and and yes, in the aftermath, we can talk about doors and we can talk about key cards and all this kind of fucking shit. Arredondo kind of used that as a thing. He's like, he's pointing the finger yet again. Like, well, you guys didn't listen to me when I said we need to have key door locked doors. Oh, and it's like, okay, dude, but you would have come up with a thousand excuses and still clammed up on that day. So who cares? That just doesn't matter to me. Um, I'm trying to think what else I want to glean here. Um, I don't know. People are just not stoked with this guy. I'm not fucking stoked on this guy. Um, I think it's crazy that him and his lawyer just have this defense of being offended. Um, oh yeah, their their added defense of two is like, well, hey, you guys are trying to fire me, but you guys aren't going through the actual proper channels. You guys sent me an email, and you're supposed to send me a physical copy. And he's just this just bureaucratic bullshit. And it's like, dude, you know you shouldn't be in this fucking job. You should step the fuck down. It's crazy as hell. He's like, no, 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 y'all gotta fire me. Y'all gotta do it the hard way. And it's like, all right, dude, be a hard case. You're a fucking piece of shit. Like, I don't know. There's just no love for that fucking shit. This is why I love having a podcast and not actually being some kind of fucking talking head. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Like, it's as long as I'm not, like, spreading a log or anything like that or being, like, what slander is, whatever, like, I don't give a fuck. So I can say this dude's a fucking worm. Um, we can move on, though. I'm going to take my little break, and then we're going to talk about some, I guess you can say, I, I want to say good news. I want to say this is a good note to end on, so yeah, we're, we're going to do that. Okay, um, whew. I got this from CNN US. Uh, the Columbus Teachers Union and School Board reached a conceptual agreement ending the strike. Ending a strike, I'm sorry. So this was um, some news that popped in my feed, top of the week, and I was happy to hear that there was at least, you know, some resolution. Uh, essentially... A deal was reached to kind of, and it, it there's not the full details aren't out yet. I guess once it's fully reviewed by all the people in the union, then it will be posted. But essentially, both sides kind of come to something that is hopefully going to work. What's going to be good for the teachers? It's also going to be good for the students, which is obviously important. Uh, the teachers came in saying, "Hey, we would like to see an eight percent pay raise." Also, commitments to improving heating and air conditioning in dilapidated buildings, smaller class sizes, and more. Now, the district had offered 3% pay bumps, but they said, eh, on the, any kind of thing that was talking about improvements, um, like, to the schools. So, that's not good. And now, I think a lot of people who are older can kind of get caught in this fucking thought of saying, well, okay, like, I hear you, it's hot out, yeah, if I want to believe in global warming, sure, whatever, but, like, I was able to get through it, okay, and it's like, okay, dude, understand 
that there's a problem here if you think schooling should be the same as it was when you were in it and that like there should be growth there should be change there should be some kind of evolution because as a society that's what we do that's what we're supposed to do there there shouldn't be this (coughs) excuse me there shouldn't be this tough it out grit mentality when it comes to that like these are kids you were a kid once you know how miserable that can be and if you don't then you're blessed and you should want other kids and other human beings to have an opportunity to have a proper school experience that's not miserable Uh, also it's literally a statistical thing that it affects performance your brain is only firing like frying how are you going to focus on testing and things of that nature it's hard it's not easy um it said that uh, there's schools right now in the, like, you know, Columbus area. I mean, and that's another reason I cover this is, like, you know, at least semi-local. It's Ohio News. Hell yeah, stand up. But um, this is something that it's throughout the, the U.S. that, like, you know, you have schools that, like, you have to, like, do triage where it's like, okay, we have some air conditioning units. So these this half of the school is going to be a little bit better ventilated, a little bit, you know, better off of the kids. And the other half are just going to have to sweat it out or freeze it out. And, like, that's that's something that's just scary. It's, it's, it should concern you. So I'm glad that at least something has been reached. And, um, you know, hopefully it's going to be good for both sides. Because, you know, in terms of teachers, of course they should be making some more money. Um, teachers already go out of their way to make an actual adequate experience for the kid. And that's the best they can do because they want to make a positive lasting impression on a child. It's so important, uh, especially, you know, when we're talking younger years, like you, if you don't have a good teacher who's willing to go hard in the pain for you, it affects how you view school, I think, uh, in a major way. And then, you know, as you get older, it's important to have a good teacher because, they are really setting up more guide rails to help you out in the potential college experience if that's what you're going to go down to or just literally just hitting the real world like so it's important to have teachers who give a shit and it's hard to give a shit when you're literally living paycheck to paycheck you know scrounging and you had a whole ass fucking degree to show for it so like what the hell um so i'm all for teachers winning i'm all for people winning and hopefully this is going to be something that is beneficial to all sides and all people. And I appreciate you for sticking around for so long. You're so great. You're so cool. I love you. Um, let's see. I don't feel like shilling. You guys know the drill. If you want to, like, throw some money at me on my Patreon, thanks. Love you. Great. If you want to hit me up on socials and talk about something, hey, cool. Great. Um, I hope you have an amazing week. I hope... Um, just all the good things happen to you. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks for sticking around. Uh, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.